I saw in you what someone once saw in me. Something that can't be taught. The makings of a Kingsman. Being a Kingsman is more than the clothing we wear or the weapons we bear. It's about being willing to sacrifice for the greater good. I hope you're ready for what comes next. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Ladies and gentlemen, Spinner Rack is back. We're talking about Kingsman, number two. That was one hot, freaking movie. I gotta tell you right now, it was all that we expected it to be. Once again, we are in agreement. <laughs> How are we already in agreement? I just want to make sure that we we were thinking group. Mind. We are in agreement in one thing and one thing only. Okay, that you can make a good country song out of Word Up. That we yeah, are in agreement. Th that on. I didn't know. I was Everybody very surprised. Everybody say, when you feel the call, you got to get it on the way. A Word Up. Word Up. up. It's hmm. a cold word. All right, look at this. So, welcome everybody. And I finished Endorphin Machine. So, welcome oh, everybody. Man. We got Spin Around. <laughs> we got Kyle. We got PD. We're going to talk about Kingsman. What do you think about it, PD? Give us a 411. Give us a little background on this one versus the old one. It was uh, number one last week, by the way. <laughs> well, there's a, uh, there's a comic writer called Mark Miller, right? He's a, kick ass. He, he does kick ass. He does a lot of pastiche of, uh, that's how you say it. Of others, you know, other stories. So this would be sort of a copy of um, the James secret Bond, yeah, the secret, secret agent, agent sort of thing, Her oh, Majesty's Secret from, Service, man, man, man from Uncle, that sort of thing. Right. But in this one, they sort of play with the American, the American film, where they sort of like add all the extra action stuff you see in um, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Everyone's flying around, and then what they do best is make sure you have a hot song. With the action scene, so the first action scenes in the car. Of course, there's a ton of explosion, and there's a lot of great fight scenes with um, was it Princess? Let's go crazy! It just starts off like that. There's, a, I mean, I think they, you know, it's it's got a lot of Miller in it, the writer, the comic writer in it, because a lot of people, there's a lot of tragedies and casualties in here, which I don't know this sort of popcorn movie needed. But it's a fun movie over. Once you get back to the action scene, once you get to Elton John, and once you get to the end with Word Up. It's fun. It's a it's a fun movie. So I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, there's a low maybe in the middle, but otherwise it's it's really exciting and a lot of fun. And I would like to. There's one point I go against. Uh, I have an issue, but I'll talk about that later. But it also no 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 the aspect of that, that's not a negative. This is a positive. The Spider-Man had the enforcers, mm -hmm. the Western guy, Fancy Dan, and the big man, and they're like these characters are not viable. And Mark Miller decided, or the filmmakers decided, these Western <laughs> enforcers with the rope and yeah, all that they can are do viable. It. So yeah, I would just I would add my other point later, but that's what I'm saying. They even worked the Western <coughs> portion of um, was it the Statesman? Statesman. Like the Statesman. They were they were they were a lot of fun. They they came in and you know you want to see more of that. And Halle Berry's in there, and obviously one of my favorite actors, Mark Strong, is in it too. So what did, what would you say about it? I'd say it was. Um I, you gotta give Miller. I mean, his 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 mind 
is <coughs> is very different from everyone else's. If you would have said Kingsman would have made one movie, let alone two movies when the comic came out, I would have said, hell's no! Most of his stuff, <coughs> most of his stuff has been optioned, though. Right. And I think oh, and ne- now yeah, Netflix, all of it. Netflix now has all of his... Miller World is taking over. Set. But here the key thing that's is... That's how he pronounces his name? I'm sorry. That's how he pronounces his name? Miller. Miller? I thought it was Miler, since it's a... a I was not saying it's but then I've heard they say it's Miller, so... I hear Miller also. So, yeah. the first Kingman movie was totally out of left field. Didn't expect it. The director, Vaughn, I do like that director. He's been in a lot of other films. Um... And I thought that he's shown the action sequence, the, the comedy, the lightheartedness, I thought it was fantastic. And the whole new take on, you know, like you said before, the, 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 the James Bond um, ethos and the growing, the, the, the coming of age of a young, a young boy, which also continues in this series, our main actors, our main character. That's I the thing that's good. always in this story. He always has a Batman, Robin, yeah. Yeah. legacy sort of thing in every story, so... Yeah. So, but it, it it worked out well. I did not think the American version, the Statesman, was going to work out well. I didn't think the Ch- the, the the Channing Tatum would worked out. But then again, anything Ch- Channing Tatum touches comes turns to gold. <laughs> I don't you know, know about that. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm, I'm being told this from people behind me, females who are like, yo. Chantine is in it. Is is there? You know what I'm trying to say. Well, the fact that they like him brings some people out. The fact that they like him he, brings, he brings some people. people out. This is. I mean, it's not the first time that they've done something of this vein where we have to say the British version and then we'll go have the American version mm-hmm. or and vice versa. Right. You'll have the it American version and we see the British. I mean, they they tried to do something like that with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where, okay, they said we're going to option some Victorian characters, but we'll get like an American one here and they got Tom Sawyer, yeah. which I thought was a good idea. Tom Sawyer is definitely somebody you could see on a team like that. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought, it, well, you we know. Don't have to the, pay any royalties for that either. So. It's all public, you know, it's all it's public domain, domain right? so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but, but you know, we, we've seen those type of we've seen those type of shifts before. But like what you were saying, yeah, most of those characters. How could a Western character not work when they work for so long and they still work? Yeah. It's just a matter of showing it. You, you just have to show it in a manner where people are like, oh, oh, yeah, that's how it could actually function. Uh, there was some series uh, Olympus where this guy was just using. It was it was pretty much a lasso. One end was like weighted with a, like a rock or something, mm-hmm. and he was taking out everybody with it because he was tying people up, tripping them, doing this. And I said, oh, that's great. That's how you would actually approach a Wonder Woman film. No, they gave her a sword and a shield, and they said, the hell with it. So you come over, and you see the guys and the kings are saying, this is how you do it. This is what you sit down, you, you know, imagine. You have all this reach, okay? You have all this length that you can do with these things, and you can make it look cool. It doesn't have to look like, you know, I'm on top of a horse, you know, yee You know, or so, it doesn't have to look cheesy, you know, which is what a lot of people would think. You just have to approach it. To be quite honest, a lot of stuff looks pretty cool, if you take some time to approach it, but very few things that you can't make look cool, especially with slow motion. Well, I mean, I kind of say with this show, the statements, the, again, the statesmen, I think, can have their own show. You know, I like the fact that... We mean those, uh, their own know, sort of series. Of but movies. it's how you approach, like you said, how you approach the shield. Westerns. <laughs> how you, how, no, but I'm just saying how you approach the Westerns. I think, you know, Vaughn's um, point of view of the over-the-top American, I mean, because basically they're like... These are Americans, Western. This is how Europeans think of Americans. Yeah, this is not how Americans think of Americans. You know, they're like cowboys. They're all happy. The bad girl, what's her name? Juliana Moore. You mm-hmm. know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. She's the biggest drug dealer. She's all happy. She's all, you know, yeah, yeah. preppy. Everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. she's so nice. She's so typical American, telegenic. But, well, but we see it as a little different. I mean, that, I, guess, I just think of this is how the Europeans are seen. This is how Vaughn portrays well, yeah, it. Well, those, are, no, those no. are still caricatures at the end of the day. <laughs> even, yeah. you know, and even the British characters are still... No, caricatures. caricatures. But I'm, I, but my thing is though with the western, I'm like, wow, I I love the western genre. 
you know, growing up. And I, I just felt that I hate the fact that it, it's just basically dying off. But just seeing what they can do with it the way they get it, 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 it didn't die off. It didn't die off. Because died no, off. The, the Western is the same thing Pete was about to say. The Western is still there. It's just not in the West anymore. You don't yes. ride horses. You'll come over and be the cop film, and the, the horse is now Dirty a car. Dirty Harry. You know, or, definitely uh, what, Western. What's it? What was it uh, I can't remember it now. With Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover. Lethal oh, Weapon. Lethal Weapon, yeah. It'll be, those type of, yeah. it'll be those type of stories. The gunslinger who comes to town, they have this, you know, this sordid or tormented past. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can save the people but this guy. They yeah. come in. It's, and even with the gangster movies, a lot of times, it's still all the elements of the Western are there. They just, you know, yeah. you don't have tumbleweeds in the horses anymore. They're against me. So I can no. say they're against me. No, we, we're saying the same thing. We love, what's your favorite Western? My favorite Western? Yeah, what's your favorite Western? Of all time um, was um, Stagecoach. Stagecoach? Man, Stagecoach. that's going to be a hard one to work with. I was hoping you were going to say good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. if you, look, look at, the elements that you, look at the elements that you have in Stagecoach. Okay? Now, jump forward 20, 30 years. I'm certain you can name five films that have those same elements. You just don't have the same local color and the same setting. It's still mm -hmm. a Western. Okay, it, they wanted to say like superhero films are Western. They're not. Superhero films are different. And eventually when superhero films are no longer, you know, on vogue. Bite your tongue. It happens to everything. It's but not it, gonna go, they, it's, hard, it's hard to switch off. against me. Well, no, 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 eventually when superhero films are not like, you know, yeah, yeah. When they're yeah. not at the forefront of yeah, everything. Yeah, point. What right. happens, they'll just make a transition and a lot of the elements that work in superhero films we'll see in different films you know, so it doesn't die. And then eventually we get a good Western. Eventually, you know, we get a good, well, unfortunately, Clint Eastwood doesn't do them anymore. But eventually we get a good Western that pops in. So, and, and they're very popular. Okay, Westerns are still very, the, the biggest Westerns that came out, even when they were dying here, came out overseas with like the Clint Eastwood films with the spaghetti Westerns. So they're still very popular. They're still very viable. But we, remember, Westerns were like the top film for in the States time, yeah. for like half a century. You know, we went into the 60s and, you know, Westerns was still pretty viable until we started getting sword and sandal films and mm -hmm. uh, those biblical, those biblical epic films, you know. So it's still, you know, it's still there. You know, all that stuff is still there at the end of the day. I like, but I do like how they, I do like the, uh, you know, I do like how they char the caricatures, the satir you know, satirizing some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for a lot of people, uh, George Bush was this cowboy and, you know, he was from Texas. Yeah. And he was like, you're with us or against us. And he had that southern drawl and such. He's like, this is what the Americans are like. They're like, hey, we're going to oh, come the in here. The internets. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's, add, that's adding more Bush to Bush. Yeah, we're going to come in here. And what did they say about, uh, they said in World War II, when they said, look, how did the British fight? It said the British would be attacked. They would return fire. You know, they would use moderate return fire. And then they would start sending artillery. They said, well, how did the, you know, you know say, well, how did the Germans fight? They said the Germans would be attacked. They would return fire and use moderate artillery. They said, well, how did the Americans fight? When the Americans got attacked, they didn't, you know, they didn't do any return fire. They said they were patient for a little bit, and then out of nowhere, they just started dropping bombs to dis decimate everything. And they said, well, why was it so different? One, the Americans didn't want to lose any men, and then two, they had like all these resources, so they were just like, hey, we don't need to send any guys. We're gonna blow the nonsense out of you first, and then we're gonna come and sweep up. So that type of uh, that type of largesse, or maybe excess, would be the right word. You know, they see that really in the you know in the film, you they see that really that's the overall American, mm -hmm. and then they personalize it with the cowboy because the, the the standard American accent that you know doesn't do anything for anybody. But the the thing the that Western. you can really localize is that you know that southern that country you know that that mm -hmm. uh, Midwestern that country accent. And so that we get it over there. But I thought it was a lot of, you know, I think those type of things are a lot of fun. That, uh, that juxtaposition mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. Since we, it's pretty much the, the United States and UK is like what? 
it's like the uh, the junior partner, you know, the partner and the junior partner, depending on what, what day of the week you want to look at it. There's another bit that Julianna Moore does. Her, her company is called Poppy, right? right? Obviously with the poppy seed, all that stuff. I was thinking well, there was more that girl from um, Seven. Was What's her name? Um, the actress? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth no, Paltrow. no, well, not the number. I'm just Gwyneth saying the poppy Paltrow. part. And you guys brought up Bush. I'm just thinking. No, think I didn't about bring up Bush because I think that was a slide against the president. Well, um, uh, well, what, 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 because of their father? Yes. Thank you, George Poppy Bush. Oh, yes, Christ. someone else knows his George Poppy Bush. <laughs> Why was his nickname Poppy? Because he's a father. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yes, yes. CIA, come on. Oh, <laughs> come on, he conspiracy. He come he on, baby. <laughs> George Poppy Bush. Yes, he was head of the CIA for a short time. <laughs> okay? That's on. a disclaimer, people. Here we go. Okay? No, he did not conquer the world. That's what you flat. <laughs> no, okay, no. Like, you can't connect that conspiracy <laughs> with the other one. You can't mix with conspiracy <laughs> together. Come okay, on. Great. I can't do X-Men with this one. And, th and I can't do any Republicans <laughs> with this one. <laughs> well, the other bit I would say is I'm a big fan of the British Avengers. And this is... Taking, the Kingsman has taken a lot of the territory from there because it was very satirical and, you know, it was just a sort of a fun, and they were, oh, they were proper. They had, you know, like, um, Emma Peel was sort of like the hostage from hell, so you'd capture her, and then she'd basically beat up everyone that's in the place because she had all these skills. So it just really hurts because we had that movie of the Avengers with um, Sean Connery, and it wasn't as good. I'm just saying, we didn't, we didn't get... We didn't get the Avengers, the British Avengers that we needed to. And now yeah, on the remake with uh, yes. Thurman and yeah. uh, Thurman, Finnis, which is terrible. Yeah. Like so, and now the Kingsman is taking that territory because they looked at the Avengers movie like, see, this stuff doesn't work. And then you look at this, it's like this is the same vein, just big budget and more, you know, and more humor. Because I mean, they like the British Avengers spoof the Batman show because it was an artist and then they punch someone and then you see <laughs> some of the art like eh, like have a little sound effect next when the per person's flying past the art so it's like I just I like that show I think they could have found they could find a Emma Peel and uh you know they could make the British Avengers and make them into a show I wish they would but now with this already you know blazing they're not gonna do it it's not gonna happen it's like what the why why should they I mean but that's, isn't that what usually happens? We come over here, they have this, it's, they either look at it and say, oh, this looks stupid, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Or they do it and they, they still feel, this is stupid, it's yeah. not going to work, yeah. and so it doesn't work. Somebody else looks and says, no, 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 this was popular for how long? Five, six years? Yeah. What was it that was working here? X, Y, and Z? Okay, let's take X, Y, and Z, modernize those things. What still can we do? Okay, let's do our own version of it. They do it and then it hits. Mm -hmm. And then other guys are going to be like, oh, well, we had that in the Avengers. Let's try. No, 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 no. It's not going to work now because now this guy came first. So they're going to say, oh, you're trying to follow the Kingsman. Yes. Even though you yes. were the first guys to do it. So you didn't believe in your property, in your project. So that's pretty much the end of it. You got to wait for the Kingsman to die out. <laughs> yeah, because they have a ton of villains. Yeah. Like there's, there's like... There's like, what was it? I'm not sure what they call the Hypernauts, but there's a ton of different, they have all this, there's a whole continuity to the British Avengers, and, you know, the Kingsman is doing that material now, so. Yeah. Like you saw, Vince you Vaughn, saw the Lone Road? Not Vince Vaughn, Vaughn, he's doing the show because, you know, he's probably saw the Avengers. Uh, yeah. And this is, what I, this is one thing I, I, we, yeah. we, we talk about where I think, you know, they have a particular property that they have, X-Men, whatever, you know, and they start, the, the directors bring their own 
ideas of what these characters should be doing. And it hurts sometimes, it should, but sometimes it doesn't. And Kingsman, I think it goes, it, 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 it helps to, to bring it up. That's a good point, because the comic is called Secret Service. And it's, I mean, it has some of the settings of like a James Bond, Roger Moore film, but it's just dark. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, what you see in the Kingsman, if you read the comic, you're like, no, 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 definitely not. not. not the, it's like, there's not. To be honest, I don't know why they didn't option, sorry to cut, I, I didn't uh, know why they, what did he have this other option where he had a, he had his own, he has his own analog of like a Superman Captain yes. Marvel character, yeah, yeah, Superior. Yeah, Superior, yeah. I didn't know why they didn't option that because I was like, look, that right over there, would work. You could just literally follow those six, seven issues he has, and it's fine. But a lot of the stuff you look at the you look at the films, maybe with the exception of Kickass. But you look at the films, you're like, oh, okay. You go to the book, and you're like, oh my god. You know what the heck is going on here? It's not. It, it's uh. It's very. You know, it's very. It's again. It's like more European, where it's it's darker. The uh the, the wit is very very black. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, at the end of the day. Paul Miller is Canadian. I thought he was Scottish. I thought he was Canadian. Who? Mark Myler. I thought Scottish. Yeah, I got an You know, well, Scottish. The was it the other part of what, not American guys. <laughs> That's why it doesn't always translate that. Man, but yeah, that that aspect of his writing, because like I mean, I don't know. He really pushes the boundaries of the conventions of comic books and violence and all that stuff. Because Kickass, the movie Kickass, cleaned up the part where after he gets his ass kicked. He comes back and he has these bones that, you know, he doesn't, but he doesn't immediately start winning. The next time he goes out in a comic, he's winning. Like, he just, oh, I know how to do it now. I can take all these punches and now I'm beating up everyone else. And here's this little five-year-old that's able to kill, like, a kill. whole gang of people. Kill. So, I mean, he, I mean, he, t I mean, he knows, he knows his audience and he's been able to exploit it, which is, which is what you have to do. Yeah, the guys who don't believe in superheroes unless they are, <laughs> I don't want to go that far. The guys who don't believe simple. in superheroes, like, there's no way you can do that. If you want to you get your butt kicked. See? See? Marlon knows what we're talking about. Then after you get your butt kicked, then you can win. They're like, oh yeah, now he can win because he got his butt kicked a few times. Well, well I, mean, I think it's an it's a, it's a older audience that he goes for and it's a, they've seen the superhero genre and they want to see something a little different. So, they never believed it. They never yeah. believed it. These are guys who, these are guys who read it and never understood that this was escapist fantasy. They, they thought it was real. And then when they got older, they, they're ashamed now that they, oh, I can't believe I was watching the Thundercats. They were walking around naked. Mm -hmm. So the only way you can do this, you have to put like some really heavy, dark adult tones to it. And then they're like, okay, yeah, now I can accept it. Because at the end of the day, they still like this stuff. They still like the capes and the mm -hmm. powers and saving people, but you gotta throw in a whole bunch of maudlin negativity with it, and then yeah, okay, now we can do it, because that's what the real world is about. They just never really, they, you know, they just don't, they, they don't get that at that end. But so Milo knows why, why don't we just blame Frank Miller for that? That's not, know, that's not the same thing. Because not that's not Frank Miller's, thing. that's not Frank Miller's bag. Frank thing. Miller did one, that'd be like blaming, blaming Alan Moore. These guys Oh, we can blame it. Alan Moore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These guys came and they did what they did, Okay, and then it, it's like a top-down thing. I got a chance to speak with Elliot S. Megan the other day, and he really surprised me when he told me that he was speaking with Jeanette Kahn and said that, you know, she didn't like Superman. I was like, I didn't know. I was like, what do you mean she didn't like? She, like, she, she just flat-out said, I don't like Superman. And this is the person at the top. So you can only imagine, if this is the person... Jeanette Kahn inform our audience who she is and... We gotta. She was a publisher of DC Comics. Yeah, right. she was a top person. Man. Okay, she's. I mean, she did a lot of. I mean, she's there for the DC implosion, but she's also there for a whole bunch of great stuff that comes yes. before and after. Yeah. But this is uh, your. This is one of your top people, and they're saying, "Well, look, I, I don't like this character." But mind you, this character is the only reason why you have 
DC Comics. This comic, this character is integral, okay, to the cohesion of DC Comics. And the person there is like, I don't like, you know, I don't like Superman. That means if if somehow we could put Superman in a corner and never publish another Superman comic book again, I'm not saying this is what she said, but if Superman was, to, we could make money without ever publishing Superman again, I'd be fine with it. And so Megan and Pasco and the other guys are trying to tell her, look, this is why you should like Superman. And then they realize that they're all there. because She gathered them all there to fire them, you know, so Byrne could come in and they were going to do the reboot at that point. But it explained a lot because she wanted someone who was going to come in and try this particular approach with Superman, where they were like, no, these are the things that work and so on and so forth. And that's where it comes with a lot of these other guys, too, because it's not so much that Miller comes in or Moore comes in and does these stories. It is they looked and said, hey, you know, we can break away from this and do this. It wasn't so much they did they even influenced the readers. They influenced the writers, they influenced the editors, and they influenced the higher-ups, too. Mm -hmm. DC Comics used to have that, uh, that, lower, that corner box, that lower corner box, and they would say, DC Comics, not just for kids. Yeah. What they really meant was not for kids at all, because a lot of the stuff they were doing, you couldn't really give to a kid. When they, once they started killing Robin, and that's one of the first issues I remember seeing that, and I was like, they killed Robin, they killed the kid in the comic, and then it says not just for kids. like the irony mm -hmm. at that point. It's something they would have never done. They they gave people a 900 number so they could call in and do it. Yeah, well, they put it on us, the, the fans. Yeah, but, but that, that whole on, that whole onus, you know, belongs. That whole onus is a, is a it's a, it's a, it, it's almost an evenly spread thing. Thankfully, we get to the kings and we say, no, you you know, you can have fun. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be drenched in dark. There's all that stuff that everybody thinks is hokey works as mm -hmm. long as you're willing to do what, take it seriously. But people have to believe the world that you create. That's the main thing. They have to believe in the world that you create. They don't have to believe that the world is real, mm -hmm. but they have to believe in the world that you actually create. We, we know that it's not real because it's there as a film. And The Kingsman has done that very well so far. I'm looking forward to a third if they do mm -hmm. decide to do a third. Well, I would just, I would add on uh, Mark Miller when I read, going back to Kick-Ass, because that's one of, the, one of the bigger ones of the Miller, what's it, the Miller, Miller world. When he came up with, they said this, this was like, he was saying how brilliant it was, the idea. And I was like, this is the idea. I'm not saying that you as you guys as a writer came up with it. It's like, but I say every kid comes up with this story. We all come up with our own Punisher and we have him go, we have him kill a bunch of people. And then he winds up in the hospital because he winds up with, we have to have some sort of tragedy. And then we throw the idea out because it's like, man, this is lame. This is the worst <laughs> idea ever came up. And I was like saying, and that's what happened. I'm looking at Kick-Ass. Somebody jumps off a building, crashes and dies. Kick-Ass winds up in the hospital. I was like saying, I knew this was going to happen because we all come up with the same story. Like, let's create our own Batman or Punisher. Uh, you know what? But he wouldn't really survive. And we put him in the hospital. It's like... It's the most basic kid sort of fan story you can do. That's why it sells, because it sells to all the people who, <laughs> the people who wrote it. You know? All the cynical people like that. But you're supposed to give that up and say, you know what? Then you start moving on to saying, oh, you no, know, this, is, this is a convention. You're not supposed to just immediately fail. It's supposed to be finding, tr you know, struggles well, yeah, there's, there's, moving There are on themes there. and tropes that, yes, you know, yeah. are in inherent within it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we go to Huck, and then you have a totally different shift. You know, that's that's so far away from Kick-Ass or mm -hmm. Secret Service. You know, if you get if you get to you know a chance to read Huck, which I highly recommend. That was a, a nice that was a nice six seven issue joint right there. But hey, what did it, you know? Again, you what did, what did you say? It's like the Shonda Rhimes thing. Hey, we're gonna give you what you want, and then after you've given them what they want, they're sort of faded on it. Now you got to actually write a story. Mm -hmm. You know, now you actually have to write a story. So Kingsman, you know, Kingsman takes. What I do, what I'm happy they did was not to mire themselves in it because once you when you keep it light, you can go dark and come back from it. 
Dark, it's very, it's very hard moments. to go from dark to lighter. Very hard. moments, regretfully. So generally, gentlemen, we... Well, uh, I don't only add on your point, sorry, is that, you remember, Watchmen, what's the name, was playing for the Charlton characters, and they said, let's shift it to other characters. You know, it's like saying, this is dark, and this is its own thing. Let's let it be its own thing. And then it did spill, that sort of approach spilled onto the other comic books. But the initial thought was, let's take it away from the superhero. Right. Let's not lose Captain Adam and Blue Beetle and all these guys. We can still do these guys. And since it's a finished story, we can pull it over. And so as editors, you can, you don't have to do it. You don't have to be dark. You can pull it away. So it's not, it isn't their fault. Even though I always blame him, uh, Alan Moore, it's not his fault because they pulled him aside. DC did pull him aside. They didn't do Twilight. Well, he's like halfway. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so Kingsman, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. thumbs up. Go out and see it, have fun, and sing along with the songs. That's what I did. This is strange. So far, we're, you know, we're liking stuff. <laughs> I, I'm very shocked. Yeah, okay. I'm very, very shocked. Spirit Rock, 